Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows, the podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a special holiday wallow as we watch the Hallmark Hall of Fame movie, Christmas with Holly. Hey, hello, peeps. Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows. This is Tori. And this is Rebecca. And today we are talking about another Christmas movie, Christmas with Holly. And Tori, I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about the details of this movie before I give a summary. All righty. Well, this was made in 2012 and directed by Alan Arkush. I guess he's actually an Emmy Award winning director. Hmm. And the teleplay was written by Nina Goldstein based on a book called Christmas in Friday Harbor. And that was mm-hmm. written by Lisa Kleypas. I don't know if she's a North Pacific Northwest author or not. I meant to look that up and didn't. But it stars, <laughs> <laughs> the main stars are like Sean Ferris and Eloise Mumford. Is Eloise the blonde? Yes, she plays so I, a Maggie. I have to tell you that all I had for this movie was the DVD that you loaned me. And so right. I just had this picture on front. And I was absolutely certain that Catherine Hagel was in this movie. <laughs> I thought she was the blonde. And so when the first scene, when I see this other blonde, I'm like, is is that the one who's supposed to be Catherine Hagel? And then, then I realized that Catherine Hagel was not in the show. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. What was, oh, I was watching one of my reactors and what were they watching? And they were, oh, they were watching Buffy season yes. five and there, there's a new bad, bad, big bad mm-hmm. in season five. And they were, this one woman on there was so sure it was Catherine Hagel. And one of the guys on it is like, I bet you a hundred bucks. It is not Catherine Hagel. <laughs> and of course oh. it's not Catherine Hagel. I wonder if Catherine gets this a lot. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe. But I just thought that was really kind of funny. And now don't tell me, don't tell me who it is, but is the blonde who is the big bad in that fifth season uh-huh. a bigger name or a smaller name than Catherine Hagel? Smaller. Okay, so I wonder if Catherine Hagel often, as I know she's not a huge name, but she's pretty established. I mean, definitely bigger than this woman who is in Christmas with Holly, I would right. say. Right. And so maybe she often gets inserted in as this, you know, people are like, oh, is that Catherine Hagel? Like, don't know her super, super well, but right. know who she is compared <laughs> to somebody who really doesn't have an established name must be that's the only thing i can <laughs> figure out so <laughs> the Catherine hagel conundrum <laughs> now i'm gonna be well she just kind of have i mean she's an attractive person i'm not trying to say anything like that but it mm-hmm. not striking you, you know what i mean yeah yeah okay. just lovely just a lovely looking person and probably these other two are lovely as well yeah, yeah. definitely this one in this movie but just kind of the blonde uh not nondescript but certainly not unattractive right but, yeah. right 
right but not like the uma thurman eyes or the cameron diaz smile you know right kind of right these, these features that just pow hits you in the face right right thank you that was uh what i was trying to go for <laughs> <laughs> well let is- me to th- throw more words in there <laughs> i was just trying to figure out a way to say it that wasn't insulting <laughs> because <laughs> i don't think any of them any of these three women that i have just been mentioned are unattractive in any way but they're just all they're not super memorable yeah yeah so there you go okay we can move on now <laughs> okay. all right so you have a little summary for those who might not be familiar with this movie Yes, as as was myself before watching the movie, and I am completely lifting it from IMDb, their (laughs) storyline. So to save the listeners a look up, here it is. Mark Nagel leaves his better job and home in Seattle when his six-year-old orphaned niece, Holly, who stopped communicating after her mother's death, isn't allowed to pass to the next grade. He moves back in with his single brothers, Alex and Scott, a contractor and a brilliant but jobless biological researcher, (laughs) and tries to impose child-friendly house rules while technically their guest. New to the island town is Maggie Conway, who bought a toy shop and needs her sister Kate's support, plus interns after firing the experienced manager, to try a child-oriented concept. It appeals particularly to Holly, and babysitting her enables romance to bud between Maggie and handsome Mark. But his local ex may snatch him back. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> <laughs> they have left out a key character in that synopsis. Olive. Oh, yes! Olive yes. is one of the reasons I chose this movie <laughs> Oh, I was sure you chose it because it's set in the Pacific Northwest. Well, that is the other reason. But I okay, like, I thought, well, well, there were three primary reasons. One, the dog, because I love anything with the dog in it. Two, it's set in Pacific Northwest. And three, it fulfills your request for a Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to choose, I chose a Hall of Fame movie because they are a little bit different they have higher production value so uh yes that's that's why we went with this one but yeah i can't believe they forgot to talk about olive i think you chose quite well i'm gonna say (laughs) yes and olive should definitely and olive was definitely the glue the first connector with holly you know it, Mm -hmm. it, it was a real oversight i must say if the writer is from the area mm-hmm. and probably she it sounded like it was a she she yes. was these directors or whatever whoever picked the stock footage of seattle <laughs> i think had no idea how weather actually is around this time of year because uh, they did a uh, film it in nova scotia okay well, did they film it in Nova Scotia in July? Because in August. 
<laughs> okay, so bingo. The best possible weather month they could select. Yeah. August. Not representative of November. There there wasn't a drop of rain. It was blue sky every time. They did throw on hats and sweaters, but that I'm so glad you know that they filmed it in August because... <laughs> I was like, there is no way this footage is from the actual Thanksgiving Christmas season. And I did notice when they showed the needle that that was the the needle, you know, when they painted the top, that kind of coppery gold color. Yeah. And that was to celebrate the 60th anniversary. Well spotted. I did notice that. So, oh, excuse me. It's called Galaxy Gold. That's right. So that was the, the original color of the the top of the space needle and we remember that yeah 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 Yeah. uh not the world's fair but the the painting to uh, commemorate it (laughs) yes yes but yeah i I mean i i was like well is it really that much cheaper to film it in nova scotia than just to come over here to orcas or or oh i believe it, it even one of the other islands like come on and the other thing i had a problem with and i don't know my interpretation is right when mark and holly are moving back to the island and then they show the ferry leaving from downtown seattle i'm like no 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 that is incorrect we could have done a little research on the washington state ferry system and not even close not even close to the departure point and and then when they showed the ferry that they were on, I was like, no, 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 no. And I would not want to be on Puget Sound in November on that ferry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Holy cow. It's too small, right? Way too small. It would just get swamped Some if we had a really high windstorm. And isn't it Bellingham that that ferry actually goes out of? Well, I think you can go from Bellingham, but I think you can also go from Anacortes. Okay. Okay. I mean, you got to drive. You've yeah. got, th- that was a long day that that girlfriend or whenever, whenever they said that Mark was going to go back for 24 hours or something. I'm like, yeah. okay, so yeah. about half, half that travel time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, by the time you wait for the ferry and the exactly. ferry crosses and you got to wait to get off the ferry and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So we had notes being be living in the area. <laughs> yes. And the author, while not originally from Washington, does live in Washington now. This Claypus woman. Yeah. And I'm not going to fault her for some of these, particularly the the stock footage of Seattle, because Yeah, I think she you know, probably she... had the right details. <laughs> Agreed. 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 And I as I was watching this yet again, I could not help but think. I really need to get out to Orcas Island. I have not been. Have you? I haven't either. I thought the same thing. And we have friends that go every year. And I just, I can't believe we should do it. We We totally should do it. But not this week. No. (laughs) We'll go. We'll go when the weather is nice. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to do it right now. It's pretty damn cold out. Yes. Though so, amazingly beautiful today, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that is not necessarily typical. <laughs> yeah, I got my beautiful view of the mountains out. It's so nice. 
Perfect. Perfect. Right. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to see sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably well, I don't know. With El Nino this year, maybe we will get to see a little bit more sun. It's supposed to be a slightly warmer winter. Well, we shall see. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, maybe we should talk a little bit more about the movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we've gotten out our 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 Pacific Northwest nitpicks. Mm-hmm. I will say that I found the situation with Holly very compelling. Mm-hmm. I and we had various reveals along the way. I felt like this first school was pretty unsympathetic. I mean, one, who cares about coloring a sunflower, for that's, goodness sakes? That's what I thought, too. And I don't know. We just did not get real tangible proof that Holly was intellectually behind. Right. And just her not speaking after this traumatic event. I mean, I'm no child psychologist or anything, right. but... It didn't seem like it had been a super long time since the mother had passed. I mean, yeah. Three months. Come on. Yeah. To hold her back a grade seemed extreme without laying more evidence. I mean, maybe there were some additional things. But when she went to, when she got to have the teacher that's the mom from Kim's Convenience on the other oh that's what i I was like wow she really looks familiar i thought it was just because i had seen the movie so much so yeah no (laughs) i spotted her that a lot more compassion and just you know let's let's give her her space she'll and i know some resources and whatever else I, i just appreciated that approach right and i thought that that was perhaps a more accurate portrayal of teachers in the K-12 mm-hmm. system in this area than the ones that were in Seattle. I was like, I just can't even imagine that happening in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Yes, they re- do everything they could. Yeah. To. Yeah. Yeah. I really agree. I feel, I do feel like Seattle came off a little as the villain (laughs) as opposed to the idyllic world of the island life. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy sister that went to live there, you know? (laughs) Um, So anyway. I did. Did you watch the, uh, the making of that was on the DVD? No, I didn't. The director was talking about the, the little girls. They had twins playing Holly. and get this right they're like six years old and they came up with like their own character characterization for holly and so the two of them decided that holly is like in a room with all these windows but she's closed them all so she can be closed off from the world oh my gosh six year olds this was like 10 years ago. I wonder if they're still in the business. I wonder that's wow. That's impressive. Or actually, I hope they're planning to go to medical school because we need <laughs> like, they've, they've given acting the boot altogether and are using their intelligence in other ways. Yeah, I was totally stunned, though. I'm like, dang, kids, they, they surprise you. Yes. <laughs> now. I must admit, my first point of confusion was had to do with redheads. Okay. (laughs) So I come to later know that Kate, 
right, is Maggie's sister. Yes. And so we see Kate at the beginning with the wedding stand-up or whatever. Ugh. And, yeah, didn't love that. Didn't love that the 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 ex-fiancé ends up engaged to somebody else in a few months. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't. He, we didn't even meet him and I hated him and felt he was unnecessary <laughs> to the story. But then Mark's girlfriend, Ingrid, Il, what's, oh, uh, what was her name? Ilsa, uh, I thought Shelby. it Shelby. <laughs> no eye whatsoever. <laughs> Shelby. Yes. I just got a little confused about redheads. And so Shel- I had some confusion with Shelby and Kate, but I okay. eventually figured it out that <laughs> Kate, Kate the redhead, was Maggie's awesome sister, and Shelby was Mark's sometimes incredibly generous and understanding girlfriend, and then sort of like they made her out to be super petty. Yeah. Uh, which I Which I was troubled by that, because... I mean, somebody who goes and does all this shopping and is willing to support the boyfriend going over mm-hmm. the I don't know. I just didn't, I just didn't, I know it's an understandable issue that, yeah, this is just not the life for me right, right. now. But they just kind of made her out to be a little villainous at the end and a little petty. And I didn't think that the previous actions really played in to that so i think shelby got done wrong <laughs> uh i don't know i kind of had a different take on her i felt okay. that how like the buying of the clothes and appearing to be sympathetic and understanding was more of a ploy mm. to keep mark mm-hmm. you know like oh see how nice i am i understand about your orphaned niece because I, there was always just some like look she would give and, you know, she would start to do something and she'd kind of get this look and then be like, oh, I better, I got to play the understanding girlfriend now. But yeah, they really did turn, make her petty at the end. <laughs> I think I wrote down, I don't have my note right in front of me, but I was like, you are a freaking adult. Mm-hmm. You're, um, you know, Holly's homesick. Yeah, her other uncles are there. And this woman's like, I don't want to make you choose or something to that effect, but you know, she doesn't need you right now. And I do. (laughs) It's just like, you're a grown woman. Yeah. And this is a sick child. Yeah. Come on. I didn't like that part because I thought that's really, really kind of pushing it, I think. Well, your picture of her, and you've seen it many more times than, than I have, it does hold together better. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that would be more consistent if she really is kind of uh, laying hints earlier in the film that, sub, you know, clues that I yeah. just kind of overlooked along mm-hmm. the way. Because, you know, the, the brothers at the beginning, when we first meet the brothers, right. I was really annoyed with. And it was like, mm-hmm. gosh, these women have empathy for this little girl mm-hmm. and the women being both the girlfriend and mm-hmm. Maggie mm-hmm. and the brothers are like jerks. Now the brothers do an about face real quick yeah. and get very on board, but mm-hmm. I did not like the first impression of either brother, though it really did sort of highlight that the choice of Mark was the right decision, even mm-hmm. though he was the youngest. Right. But I just didn't 
care for the beginning. Because even if Mark was chosen, I was like, come on, you guys, this is your niece. Right. You And this is a big weight that Mark has taken on here. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they wanted him to just adopt her off or something. What What was their, you know, oh, I don't know that you really are responsible enough or right. that you can really do this. But it wasn't like they were saying, so you should give her to me. It was right. like, what? Right. Adop- you know, what's the other a option? different family yeah, yeah exactly so i i did like both brothers by the end but i did not really care for either brother at the beginning hmm. yeah they are a little bit harsh i guess i took it as it wasn't about holly it was about mark right mm. the way they were acting or at least uh, the oldest brother whose name i've forgotten i've got them written down so I should yes. keep IMDb oh, up. Uh, Scott. Scott. Yeah. Scott is the renovator. Alex is the scientist. Yes. So I, I guess I thought, particularly for Scott, because it's pretty clear he's the oldest brother. Yes. That he, that his reaction was more of resentment about Mark and not so much about Holly. And I think probably not, perhaps not spending tons of time around kids. Yeah. Not really thinking about that reaction and how it might affect her. I did love the scene, right? When they're all arguing in the kitchen, Holly grabs her sandwich and that look she gives them. I'm like, oh, she's got withering down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But definitely. Yeah. I understand what you're saying about the brothers. Although I do like the interaction of the brothers. I don't know. It felt kind of truthful to me (laughs) just in the way they're interacting together. Yeah, and there were definitely again. It, it, I really reacted to well, what did what did you want? Mm-hmm. You know, he was trying to keep her in her home. She mm-hmm. was trying. He was trying to keep her in her school, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like they were coming over to add additional support or help. Right um, in that time, so he he uprooted her to take her to Friday Harbor. I, he, I think he made the right decision, but yeah. he was trying to keep normalcy at first, which I think would be advised. And right. Holly even says at one point, I want to go home when, you know, right. there's there's some point when she she just expresses that Seattle is her home. So right. I don't know, you know, three months fresh with this sister's death. Right. It was, again, they eventually came through (laughs) in 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 color and actually i i don't have the it's it's probably mostly scott that i do have this complaint about because clearly alex has his own sort of social things that are going on right but he finds his own way to holly but i think he's got his own windows like you were describing that are closed right? right i think he he has a little trouble in general and oh my gosh boy did he ever try with that thanksgiving situation when it got <laughs> dumped in his lap yes. and he got no help yes. really yes yes <laughs> so uh i did i did like alex <laughs> i did too i did too no wonder he's he's holly's favorite uncle <laughs> <laughs> he's the fun uncle I, and I liked what he did. You know, he would just take her out to the tides with her. The tide marsh? Tide? Yeah. Yeah. The tide fields. And, you know, hey, come and check this out. I would not have touched that live starfish. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, give me the willies. 
especially yes. when he's like it's spongy and I'm like no yeah. <laughs> don't tell me anymore yes <laughs> say no more yeah so I liked yeah I liked how he kind of made his inroads with Holly mm-hmm. and and I just liked his character too probably because I could relate to being the the weird nerd yeah <laughs> yeah I, I same same yeah. you know and, and he's like one of the only actors in this movie that I actually recognize from something else because he oh. was in Ugly Betty. Oh, I have not seen that. Yeah, he played a love interest for Betty. Okay. But okay. but I didn't recognize anybody else. Even I mean, of course, the I'm talking about the first time I watched it. I didn't recognize right. anybody. Right. Except right. him. Well, good for Hallmark giving some actors a chance. I, yeah. I certainly didn't have any major cont- critiques about the acting. Mm-hmm. I didn't think like anybody was, oh my God, they're miserable. Oh, but they got they got the mom from Kim's Convenience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's one thing Hallmark does pretty well is they actually do cast a lot of not well-known, particularly yeah. Canadian actors, because they do, wow. I think, most of their filming in Canada. So they're really good at that. Well, well, well done. Well done. Go Hallmark. Go Hallmark. <laughs> I kind of wondered if there was heat in that house (laughs) yeah they're living in yeah (laughs) that is barely held together (laughs) (laughs) oh i loved i always wanted to live in a victorian it was it always seemed so cool when i was growing up but jory you probably wanted to live in a victorian that had its drywall up or (laughs) and was insulated yes exactly i mean this house was barely (laughs) barely framed for god's sakes yeah and that one scene where mark wakes up i guess he's in the living room or something sleeping and there's like piles of insulation there and i'm like is that healthy i I really don't (laughs) think so i really don't think this i i think i think this is where we border on child abuse (laughs) is is her just painting it pink doesn't make it livable (laughs) i also couldn't believe that they were painting it pink right because mark tells scott that it's only going to be for a couple months but let's paint holly's bedroom bubblegum pink yes (laughs) yes bazooka (laughs) bubblegum really it really was it really was oi but yeah i i liked how the the brother's relationship you know begins to change yes well they figure out you know holly really does kind of need all of them and not just even though mark is the guardian she does need the rest of them as well yeah yeah yes agreed and why the hell would you put a fresh turkey in the freezer when you know you're going to cook it the next day oh my god come on i have i have one line (laughs) these men are juvenile this was early on but but yeah, no wonder Vicky left Mark in charge. <laughs> no, I, then then at the before I knew Mark's partner, I'm like, oh, okay, so you're just dumping, you're just dumping Holly off with some girl at the coffee shop. You know, <laughs> okay, you have ovaries. Can you take care of this child for me? <laughs> no. Did you anyway. think that? Mark's partner, Kara, I think her name was. Yes, Kara. 
Do you think she had the hots for Scott? I originally thought they were exes, which never came to fruition. But I had thought they had maybe had... So I don't know if hots is the right word, but I definitely felt there was either some... Yeah, I I thought there had been a relationship somewhere in the past. Okay. I thought... I was getting the vibe that she kind of was pushing it a little bit. Or, you know, she asked Mark something about Scott and then... And the way she was kind of looking at Mark was like, hmm, I'm asking about your brother, but I'm not interested, but mm-hmm. I am interested kind of look. So and you can then, kind of see how I had my interpretation as well, right? Like, oh, I, whatever happened, if this is an ex, you know, I'm, I'm still interested in knowing what's <laughs> going on. So we just had an alternate side of the same coin in our thoughts there. Me, relationship over, you, relationship hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the hopeful. It is a Christmas movie after I, all. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to defer to you on this one. I do, I do think that that is generally, generally they want to leave their viewers with good, happy feelings yes. all around. Yes, yeah. that is for sure. What did you think of the meet cute scene? Okay. Now, I'm I'm remembering, see, I get a little confused because there were multiple times when when Maggie and Mark ran into each other, right? right? And I'm right. trying to recall the first one. Was it in the toy? Oh, no. no it on was the on the ferry. Right. Yes. Okay. It was on the ferry. And I'm just trying to recall the dog was involved, right? Yeah. Uh, and Holly and Mark... Yes. She's just gotten hot chocolate. They're walking away from the booth. She drops her little bear. Yes. Yeah, so so Maggie picks up the bear and returns it. Right. And, right. And Maggie throughout, right, was wonderful with Holly. Yes. And from the very first interaction, though I found the fairy house rather creepy. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not sure how into the toy store concept I am, especially bickering about two shades of white for the walls. Uh, right. But but what I will say is Maggie was amazing with Holly and yes. just always willing to meet Holly wherever she was. Holly didn't need to speak. And I just felt it was so earned that Maggie got Holly's first word. Yes. Right. Agreed. Because because Maggie was willing to wait. Maggie was willing to let Holly come to her. Right. In a way that no one else was, right? I mean, of course the the brothers want Holly to speak. You know, I, right. I'm not judging them, but but Maggie did a beautiful job. And I think that was laid even with this for the meet cute, the first interaction. And so there's the Mark Maggie, but Maybe even the more important was the Maggie Holly, right? Yes. Yes. Setting up so. a big contrast, I think, between Maggie, Maggie, I'll pronounce that properly, and Shelby. Because right? yes. Maggie comes across as very genuine, at least is how I was interpreting it. And Shelby, I always thought her interactions were forced when she had to interact with Holly. Mm-hmm. So Maggie clearly had a cl- a better understanding of how to interact with children. And I feel Shelby kind of 
more represents how I might interact with a child. <laughs> Me too. Me too. AKA trying too hard. Right. Not sure what really to do. Right. And I think, I think that's fair, right? I mean, Maggie owns a toy store right. and this is her dream. Right. So clearly Maggie wants to spend all day around children. <laughs> Shelby, perhaps not. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, when people find out that I teach, they automatically go K to 12. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Definitely not. And I got to tell you, there's a big difference between K and 12. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't think that that whole, I don't think K through 12 should be painted in the same brush. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't, I don't have the patience for that age range, evidently. So no. thank God there are people that do. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah. So I, I did. I mean, and maybe that's why they made Shelby come across as such a bitch towards the end there, just to really kind of make, make sure everybody understands about the differences between Maggie and Shelby. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I took Shelby's portrayal a little too personally. <laughs> maybe I thought, okay, she's trying. You know, it. I do think their relationship predated the death of his sister. I would so agree with that. This was a huge shift that their relationship encountered. That mm -hmm. I, I think I was really trying to give her as much of the benefit of the doubt as possible mm -hmm. that this mm -hmm. was huge. Maybe I can make this work. Wow, this is a lot. This is a lot, you know. Yeah. And I think for anyone, it's a lot. And it could be the end of a relationship without any blame on anyone, right? Yeah, I, okay, right. this is the best for the child. Uh, he needs to focus on her. I can't do this. Yeah. And I think I would respect that choice in in someone. So yeah, yeah, I may have I may have taken Shelby's situation a little personally <laughs> and thought I may have been Shelby. You know, right. my boyfriend that I love is suddenly in this different circumstance. How would I navigate it? And right. would the relationship be strong enough to survive? I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, no, I I agree with everything you just said there. I think they probably did have a relationship before the sister died. And so he probably did focus on her because he didn't have child at that time but he also recognized here's a little girl just lost her mom and has really closed herself off she's got to be the priority mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Shelby wasn't there they just were not at the same same place right so right so I don't blame her I mean again I could relate to to Shelby Mm -hmm. actually in more ways than i could relate to maggie 100 <laughs> percent. i one i don't know the difference between e crew and whatever other white color she was i was with kate you know i was totally with kate what's the difference <laughs> well i have to admit i was with maggie on that i'm like of course those are different <laughs> <laughs> well very well Agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> well, I think that's a little bit of my cancer nature coming out where we're real homebodies and our personal space is quite important. So I would know the difference between those whites. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Well, what did you think about the toy store? I also don't like the fairy house. It (laughs) was too geometrical, I think. I think they should have made it look a little bit more tree-like. And then it would have been a bit more cool and more just slapping moss on it didn't make it woodland they should have made it like she was living (laughs) in a tree trunk right right and i thought you know with being a hallmark hall of fame movie they could have upped the production value of the toy store a little bit yes it should have been like chock-a-block full of toys from floor to ceiling Yes. And there should have been all sorts of crap hanging from the ceiling to make kids go, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It felt kind of, it, it felt like a very subdued toy store. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I hated that pink. Ooh. What was it? Me. Rose blush or something. I'd have fired that bitch too. <laughs> what the, and I couldn't <laughs> believe that. Who? I mean, who would even think about doing that? Like, I don't own this store, but I'm going to change all these decisions you made? Hello? That was, she did deserve to be fired. Yeah. You know, she she was full of self-importance, saying, I have all, I've always been at the helm of yeah. this toy, toy store, no matter who owns it. Yeah, and I was like, well, hey, woman, if they've had three previous owners, what's the common denominator here of why people left? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so... Yeah, that pink, I'm like, so the toy store, I mean, I understand the concept. It was a way to really make sure Holly and and Maggie were going to make a connection. Mm -hmm. But I thought, I was kind of like the teenage girl she hired for the oh-so-busy Black Friday. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which she's going on and on about the magical toy store and so forth. Although now that I'm saying that and mocking her, I think... In my head, I may have waxed poetic like that about bookstores. Mm. Like if I ever owned a bookstore, it would have this and I'd want people to be able to come in and do this and that. So maybe I should not mock. I would love your bookstore. I can just tell you right now. uh, (laughs) I think I think you do a great job with the bookstore. Everybody would love my bookstore. (laughs) Everybody who loved books would love your bookstore. Not not just me, you know, but that's that's who you want. You want the people who love books to come into a bookstore yeah what else are you gonna sell well coffee you could have a little oh absolutely absolutely so you could get some people that are not which flips to a bar later in the night perfect (laughs) perfect bar oh yeah oh yeah i this this is a beautiful vision (laughs) it's gonna have a fireplace where some big comfy chairs that people could sit in and have a glass of wine, read some books. The listeners are waiting for this to become a reality. I can I can tell you right now. I got the vision, but I don't have the skill to run a business. <laughs> oh God. And there is a lot to it, right? As yeah. Maggie learns, I mean, I don't yes. know how she's gonna make a living off this unless Holly has an infinite toy budget. And she just <laughs> gave away her signature piece at the end of the, yeah. <laughs> the movie. Which I must say, so I found that fairy house creeps magoo it was creepy 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 and shout out to anyone i don't know that these two viewerships are going to have much overlap but shout out to anybody who's seen sharp objects which was on hbo 
which has an extremely creepy dollhouse as part of the story. I could only think of sharp objects and it was not a good, it was not a good picture. But I don't know. Then telling her that this little fairy would live there. I don't know. It just, it was <laughs> clearly it got through to Holly and Holly named the fairy her mother's name and was yeah. desperately like, do you think the little fairy will live here? I don't know. I think it, I suppose, I, I'd love to hear from a child child psychologist if that was helpful in her healing or scarred her forever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either. But I don't know. But I don't know. You think like naming the fairy after her mom would scar her? Well, or just that the she house was, was like, kind of creepy? Well, then when the, when the house is actually gifted to Holly, she's like, do you think she's in there? And we know, I mean, she named the fairy her mom's name, right? So, yeah. so does she think that the fairy is her mom and she's got her mom trapped in there? I don't know. Oh, oh, you know, kids are resilient, right? So, but her kids also get scarred. I don't know. There just seemed to be a real connection for Holly between yeah. this fairy and her dead mother, who she doesn't totally like. She asks, right? Will yeah. mom be there? It doesn't seem like, I don't know when kids, what age kids understand that death means gone. And, right. You know, but Holly seemed a little confused about it. And so, I don't know. I don't know, well, this fairy and the mom's name concerned me. Well, yeah, and I mean, Holly even, one of the things about, um, you know, wanting to go back to her home is because she thinks her mom's going to show up. So I think she's still, I think seven is the age where for most kids, you know, their brain starts to cognitively function differently. And so I think she's getting close to that age, but not quite there yet. But okay. when you were talking about, this scarring her and everything. Yeah. The strangest thing popped into my mind. The scene from Fiddler on the Roof where Laser Wolf's wife comes like swooping. Yes. And she's like, oh, Laser Wolf! <laughs> what are you doing? Oh my, well, my husband. Yes, yes. That might scare her. Tell Scar me it her. isn't true and then I wouldn't worry. worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did Fiddler on the Roof when I was in high school. Very nice. I, Very I nice. did not play that character, right? <laughs> yeah, there's two ghosts in that that scene. There's Laser Wolf's dead wife and then also the grandma. Oh. But the grandma isn't scary. Laser Wolf's wife is ab absolutely the scary one. Yes, yeah. I don't know why you what you were saying made me think of that. Creepy. Creepy, creepy stuff. <laughs> I mean, that is a that is a creepy scene. <laughs> Laser Wolf's wife. I mean, Tevya pulls a real good one on his uh, wife there, uh yes. Golda or whatever. Uh this was genius. It was yeah. a genius move. Yes, yes. See Fiddler on the Roof. You'll understand what we're talking about. <laughs> well, we do uh, get on our tangents, don't we? We sure do. We sure do. <laughs> That's why people listen to us. <laughs> For sure. So anyway, whatever this this toy store this toy store's vision is, Holly is clearly enchanted, and mm -hmm. it does seem to. Whether it's whether it's the toy store or just Maggie herself, mm -hmm. Maggie's patience, kindness, listening, it does seem to help Holly. 
Yeah. And it's probably a combination of those things. Yes. Because and I think being around the brothers and having this caring teacher and just time passing. Right. 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 Although really, I mean, if it's Thanksgiving when they get out there and it's Christmas <laughs> at the time. end, we're only talking about a month. But, you know, a month in a kid's world is a lot. So, yeah. So, I mean, the toy store fulfilled its what it needed to do in the plot. It certainly did. It certainly did. I thought having the scene, you know, when Holly kind of disappears from the coffee shop. Yes. Was important, right? Because, I mean, we already know that Mark feels a lot of responsibility and so forth. And I think that's the moment when he really starts feeling like a dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just, I thought that uh, Sean Ferris did a good job in that scene of actually looking really panicked and. Yes. And freaking out. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. That kind of, you don't know what you have until you lose it kind of thing as well. Just sort of shocking him into dad mode. Yes. Yes. Obviously, we know how much he loves Holly, but that, that just, that traumatic moment really (laughs) <laughs> thrust him in the dad role the parent role of, yeah oh my god have i <laughs> have i lost her you know, right have i have i completely fallen down on all my responsibilities here right i wonder if that is the moment when holly started thinking about him as her dad whether you know whether it worked for both of them in in that way now that's interesting. I had not thought of it from Holly's perspective. Because that is—is is that the scene? That's the scene where she first talks, right? Or am I getting my scenes mixed up? Let's see. I felt like that came a little later, but let me let me see. I don't think it did happen in this because then we have the nerdy brother got her to smile. Starfish are cool. I. I don't, I don't, I don't think it happened quite just yet, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't write it down. (laughs) Did not write Um, it down. I do want to step back just a moment because I've got to give a shout out to quite possibly the best performance in the whole film. Olive? (laughs) Okay. The best human (laughs) performance in the whole film. Okay. Brief, but memorable. This little hall monitor kid. Oh, who yay! Demands the pass from yes, Mark yes. to go see him. This kid knows his job, takes it seriously, tells Mark to make it quick. I mean, this kid was amazing. <laughs> I could have yes. used more of this kid. I totally agree, one hundred percent. My note has got a little heart, and it said the redheaded kid who is the lunchroom monitor. Love it. <laughs> amazing just amazing <laughs> i mean that was so he was so kid right so, with his, so his arms and pointy fingers Get checking out. the out. passes validity i mean <laughs> we could use some of these. we could use more of these people in our world i think yes just, yes uh, who just i mean he just really took his job very seriously <laughs> yes he did and i loved the little girl when he when mark is sitting at the table with 
Holly and the other little girls. And yeah. the one looks at him and goes, you're weird. <laughs> yeah. Holly doesn't need him. And right. it's good. Mark figures this out pretty quickly and yes. leaves. Yes. But the kids are accepting Holly. And it's yeah. okay if she doesn't talk. Yeah. They're willing to sit with her and talk yeah. around her. Yeah. And accept her where she is and it is good that mark gets to see that but he didn't need to be there right yeah he was in overprotective mode <laughs> yeah he he sure was well I mean, in- when you were when he had to deal with that other school i think the kids pick up on how to treat a child from adults quite a, often right so if the adults right. at that other school were showing impatience or anything like that with holly they're gonna pick that up and start to treat her badly whereas now we've got this principal and her teacher from kim's convenience yep mrs kim mrs kim so she's treating her where she is right like the so the kids pick up on that and it's like okay it's fine that she's not talking right now good shout out exactly exactly okay there's something else we must discuss. Okay. The river dancing. <laughs> oh my God. Really? Was it necessary? It was not necessary. And I am trying to, this probably was the height of river dance fame. I definitely <laughs> remember seeing river dance commercials and it was kind of a little bit of a rage, but Oh, this was unnecessary. It was unnecessary for her to completely embarrass herself. I mean, I didn't, you know, so Maggie gets left at the aisle by this a-hole Tim or whatever, and then gets rubbed in her face later that he's engaged. And then she has this embarrassment with the river dance. I just don't think, I just don't think Maggie deserved all of this embarrassment (laughs) in this flick. I did think the river dance was a bit much. Yeah. I think it was supposed to make her endearing that she could do this they Irish bring river it dance. Back, they bring it back at the bar. I uh... although I laugh right when she falls off the curb. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the same time, thinking, "Oh man, that's embarrassing." Yeah, there's at one point, and I think this is even when it's supposed to be good at the bar. I say, "Oh." my god horrific yeah. irish dancing yeah i in that making of she said she had to learn how to do it and i'm like it's obvious <laughs> okay i have come to the note where holly says her mom's name for the fairy okay so that's that's that happens after the irish dancing <laughs> okay okay but also after holly writing the grocery list Right, which I oh, thought was yes. adorable. Yes. The, the brothers finding the grocery list, like, hey, I need some food for me, uh-huh. other than these scalloped potatoes or whatever. But hats off to Alex. He's really stepping up with the cooking. But <laughs> eggplant parmesan. <laughs> I mean, wow. It, impressive. But I, I just that I loved that scene with the brothers seeing that holly had written the grocery list and them like yeah okay so not how carrots is spelled but we know it's carrots right you know yeah and what a healthy young woman putting carrots on the list (laughs) but i i did really love that scene and we're seeing it, it her her saying her mom's name in a couple of scenes later 
they're laying nice groundwork that mm-hmm. this environment is healing for Holly and she is improving, if you will, opening up some of those windows a crack or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. That it's a, such a cute scene and it's, it's hope, right? You can see the hope yeah. all across their faces. It's sweet. Yes. It's, yes. it's endearing. Yes. So then, yeah, it must be somewhere shortly thereafter the horrific Irish dancing in the bar that I said the toy shop is going to heal Holly. Holly said her mom's name for the fairy. And then I said, did she steal the wand? (laughs) I think she gave it to her. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure Maggie gave it to her. I was wondering, I'm kind of jumping ahead again here. Go ahead. When... Mark and Maggie have their little dinner and he's walking her home and they get, I I, I liked that Maggie called Mark out about Shelby because yeah. she of course didn't know she that didn't they know. just had their breakup scene. So I, I like, so loved that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and as you know, Mark's kind of explaining a little bit about why and Maggie says, I can see how that might put a damper on things because it's always has to be about Holly. Mm-hmm. And I, and it, you know, it's clear Mark takes it the wrong way, but I, I couldn't understand why Maggie didn't like correct his misinterpretation right away. Me too. Flat point. Because it was obvious that he did take it the wrong way. And it was obvious that's not what she meant. Right. But you can see how it could be, especially yeah. when you've just been broken up, you know, right. you could be sensitive to this. Right. Right. I mean, that's why they broke. That's why Shelby and Mark broke up mm-hmm. was because of Holly and he wanted to, was putting Holly first. Mm-hmm. So, and I think anybody <laughs> that's going to date a single dad has to understand i mean why would you even want to date a single dad that isn't gonna express concern and put his kids first i think if you're not willing to put kids first hello me then you shouldn't have kids hello me right because i'm selfish (laughs) and i didn't want to have to i didn't want to have to worry about someone else's concerns but if you're going to have kids man They've got to come first. Right, right. You have you have a great deal of respect for the craft that yeah. not everybody does when they enter into that responsibility. Yeah, well, and again, as we were both saying, we both think they had a relationship beforehand. And so, yes, that wasn't probably anything she thought she was going to have to consider at that point. So, and I got to be honest, I didn't feel like Mark was all that into her. Any, even beyond Holly, you know? Yeah. yeah. They didn't have any chemistry. (laughs) No, no. And come on, if you really, if he would, you'd think he'd be excited to see her. If he was really into this relationship, even having Holly there, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is awesome that she came over and I get to spend some time with her. I didn't see any of that. Right. I, I saw that he was already done. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. I totally agree. I did like the choice of Vicky's, of Holly's father being unknown, that Vicky 
had a baby mm-hmm. and gave her world to Holly and was independent. And I, I thought that was, I don't know if I, a brave choice. I, I don't know. And uh, is it, is that an unconventional choice for a Hallmark movie? It, I liked it. Vicky was portrayed as an extremely strong, independent woman cut yes. down in her prime. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm kind of running through the the Hallmark movies. They This isn't the first movie that they've done where, you know, an aunt or uncle has had to take on responsibility for nieces and nephews. I think mm-hmm. it might be the first one where they've had an intentional single mom, right? Where she didn't even bother telling. I mean, they have single moms, but it's usually, you know, the dad's a deadbeat or she's a widow mm-hmm. or something like that. I can't recall any other movies, but I don't have the Hallmark Channel anymore. So there's several years of Christmas movies that I'm not seeing. Gotcha. So they could be bringing that into more because one of the things Hallmark has always gotten kind of dinged on is their their lack of kind of diversity and things like that. So maybe they Mm -hmm. are trying to branch out to appeal, appeal to more people. Although I think... Hallmark has a pretty healthy audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they crank out the Christmas movies. Did you, was it ever mentioned what happened to Vicky and the brothers' parents? Like how long, I mean, their parents were non-existent in the show. I right. assumed they were both dead. Yes. But I don't know if it was really ever stated. And I was curious, like, how old Mark was when their parents were no longer in the picture. Right. I mean, because the only age we really get is, what, was he 11 when Vicky left the island or 13? Right around there. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. And that's kind of the only age we get for any of them. But yeah, I, I guess I just assumed his parents were dead, too. You would have thought they would have had to be in the picture. And I kind of thought it was the parents whose house they were renovating. Oh, maybe. That I don't know. that had been their home or something. But I really, I really extrapolated quite a bit about these parents, (laughs) apparently. But I thought if either of the parents were still alive, they would have been in this show. Yeah, I mean, because they would have definitely been helping Mark, even if they didn't get have custody of the child. I can't imagine that they weren't helping him mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. way. And it's the holidays. Of course, grandparents are going to exactly show up for the holidays. Exactly. And their grandchild's first holidays without their mom. And, yeah. 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 They had to have been. Yeah. Deceased. Yeah. yeah. I just have to give a little critique when <laughs> Scott and uh mark go back to the house in seattle and scott's uh-huh. having a hard time because he hasn't been in the house since vicky died right and scott said some great stuff here giving okay. mark credit where credit is due and yes. th- this i approved of i approved of all of that and i really thought mark is doing a good job all of the approval that scott gave and scott is the older brother so i think it means a lot to mark all that was good here's my critique okay scott you're there take the full load he (laughs) said 
says, he says, we'll just pick up all this stuff earlier. Scott, listen to me. You've got the car. Take everything you can in this load. And it's sunny day in the Pacific yes. Northwest. Take it's advantage of it. Full sun in November and December. I mean, I swear, Scott, the sun doesn't even get that high in November and December. Use every moment you can to get that car loaded up <laughs> and i'll tell you what i have done the boats for christmas in puget sound these peeps are not dressed formally enough they are not <laughs> nowhere close and i was like all sailboats really come on where are the little the little speed boats because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they would be there mm -hmm. did they do the christmas boats on an orcas do you know I don't know the answer to that. I've actually done it just a little bit further south, right yeah. outside Seattle. But right. I, I can't imagine the weather is any better further north. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Well, we, of course, need to say, I mean, I was extremely touched by Holly asking Mark to be her dad. Yes. That yes. was a lovely moment and hats off to the whichever twin pulled it off <laughs> and was cute with the favorite uncle and the other favorite uncle. And then her really knowing that it's Mark, who's th the person responsible for her. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. And that it was, it was a beautiful Hallmark moment that it even was. I appreciated it. And probably also because I don't feel like, this movie is dripping with romantic moments. Uh -huh. I think that the whole Holly storyline gives it more depth than I think I stereotypically assign to Hallmark movies. And mm -hmm. I, that's unfair on my part because I have seen so few of them, but I liked it. I liked that it was more than just, you know, all the the girl gets the guy in the right, end, right? right? Holly's healed and the familial love has helped heal her. And so I liked that. Well, and I think Holly has helped heal the relationship between the brothers. Oh, you are right. hundred percent on that. So, yeah, it, do, it has its lovely Hallmark ending. It has to, yes. of course. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things yes. you watch Hallmark movies for. Well, there you go. You know, it's going to have a good ending. And some of the Hallmark Hall of Fame movies aren't about Christmas. They're kind of, they can be set at kind of any time of the year. There's oh, actually I didn't know Close that. Is in that's really good. Oh, wow. Boy, they really swung for the fences there. They sure did. And so I think, and again, another reason I chose not the, 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 uh, the, what did I call it? The factory mm -hmm. movies, because those are more like that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> was a good, that was a wise move on your part. <laughs> and one of the things that I was looking at online was the Hallmark Christmas movie formula. Yes. And so they don't quite have the same thing as the the factory production movies so which i thought was cool and number one one of the big things that is in those movies 
is that there's a real focus on like some kind of special holiday event where everybody gets to really get dressed up and and that holiday finery is mm. something that people look for in those movies oh and and super stunning locations right you know the european alps or something like that so there's a bit of wish fulfillment in there as well okay and i don't think those two things necessarily are are in this film that we watched and frankly you can't set it in the pacific northwest and have finery that would definitely not be true to the area (laughs) (laughs) that would be a contradiction in terms oh yeah that is for sure so they don't fit that formula which again and i think it's because it's a hall of fame yeah and i'm not sure they fit all the all the common tropes in a holiday rom-com well let's go through it yeah i mean the director said he wanted to bring he wanted it to like have the pacing of a of a comedy without Mm -hmm. maybe having the direct outright laughs but anyways yeah so we're back to the uh, 10 most common tropes in holiday rom-com movies from screen rants okay and main character has a big city corporate job well they both kind of left them yes a Christmas-themed business is about to go under. Well, I think we're making an <laughs> assumption about that toy but, store. <laughs> but it's quite possible. <laughs> There's a contest or festival for a small town. Well, we see a festival. Mm-hmm. Get the boats, Christmas mm-hmm. boats. A character has resentment about Christmas. Nah, I don't see no. that at all. No, 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 no. Two characters pretend they're dating. No. Nope, nope, nope. We got a whole lot of dating going on. (laughs) (laughs) Setting is a small Midwestern town. Nope, nope. No. Character wakes up in an alternate life. Nope. Mm -hmm. Uh, Couple is not compatible and sets up the love interest. No. I think these two are sickeningly compatible. compatible. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like this could work out. Yes, we also do not have the familial connection to Santa Claus. And, well, I guess we kind of do have a musical number, don't we? <laughs> oh, my God. The oh, River Dance! <laughs> so it's got some of the tropes, but uh, not too many of them. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yes, I wonder how much I would enjoy one of them that does have all the tropes. It might not be my cup of tea. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of Candace Cameron from Full House fame. Oh my gosh, yes. I was like, I am not picking one of those because I don't think she'll enjoy it. Might have gotten a little spicy. I think you've made excellent choices. I I really, I really do. You know me. You get me. <laughs> I just I just have to say my last note that I have on my pages. Mm-hmm. Wow. Maggie is giving Holly the creepy fairy house. Super creepy. I hope Holly realizes her mom is not in that house. <laughs> I really had some concerns. For, I, I tell you what, I do think sharp objects uh, really scarred me <laughs> on the dollhouse. Those who've seen 
those who've seen sharp objects will understand what I'm talking about. But I will <laughs> go you know, I will you know. not go into if you know, you know. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, I really don't have anything else to say. I mean, you know, it's a charming Hallmark movie. Ah, yeah. Well, you've done well in making me, giving me a little more awareness of Hallmark movies and not making me uh, totally detest them. <laughs> <laughs> because this this was sweet. And I do think having Holly, I think Holly and Olive. <laughs> <laughs> And the red-headed kid. Oh my gosh, he deserves an Oscar. He was so fantastic. fantastic. Checking over the pass, making (laughs) sure it wasn't counterfeit. I mean, hats off. Hats off, young sir. That kid. I wonder who played him. Let's see. He was so good. Lunch monitor, Nicholas LeBlanc. Any relation? To Matt LeBlanc? I could see a little Joey in there. <laughs> Interesting. He's, uh, I've never seen him in anything other than this, but he's been in some stuff, so. Oh, well, good for him. Still around. Still around. Nice. All right. Well, you have nothing else you say? I have nothing else. All righty. I guess the uh, only thing left to say is uh, Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Wallowing in the Shallows is created and produced by the both of us, edited by Mo. The soundtrack for the Wallowing in the Shallows Holiday Wallow is Christmas Tale by Amoxi, available on Pixabay Music. You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe.